Well, welcome everybody to podcast number 15. You know, Kevin, that, uh, I'm with Kevin Nagoya, CEO for City Collate. Kevin, that used to be my hockey number way back in time, uh, back when I was a young guy, 15. I have no reason why I picked 15 in hockey, but that used to be my, my number until I That's moved That's not up. when you uh, played, uh, what was it, for Vermilion or whatever? No, no, this Junior is back B? when no? I was a little no? guy, okay. little guy in Bramley. But, uh, and then I moved to 21 for Borea Salming. Borea Salming was a big uh, Maple Leaf uh, a defenseman. So hmm. he lived, uh, mom and dad moved us to Mississauga and, uh, Borea Salm- Salming was, uh, would used to run by our house every, every morning. So there, there's a memory down memory lane for us. So Looks we, like you're wearing a new shirt today. This is a, a new, uh, Ted wow. Baker. Oh yeah. no. Yeah, Ted Baker. Yeah, <laughs> so, wow, yeah, it looks I, uh, pretty crisp and, uh, Freshen yeah. it up, freshen it up. And so, uh, <laughs> welcome everybody to our, our podcast. Hope everybody's doing uh, great out there. Yeah, everybody is, uh, adapting to the, the new COVID world. Uh, the, uh, the city Coley council passed, um, a budget the other night, the operating end capital and, and for those that uh, have never had the pleasure of uh, sitting in our budget meetings, uh, the staff here do an amazing job. Uh, you know, we spend some time uh, on service level review. So basically counselors deciding if they're happy uh, with the level of service in the community, if they want to tweak it. And then uh, dive right into uh, on, into an operating capital. And, and the staff do, uh, like I said, an amazing job preparing council. And one of the unique things this year, Kevin, was um, we, we took it from a different angle and uh, you had a, a, a prepared document that uh, was very descriptive. Uh, council was given it uh, a few days prior to the budget meeting and uh, we had opportunity if council wanted to tweak any service levels, but we dove right into the operation and the capital all in one meeting, five hours. And, uh, you know, the comments around the table at the council meeting was uh, was one of the best, if not the best uh, budget meeting we ever had. Yeah. Well, one thing that we like to do is spend a little bit of time doing service level reviews. Right. And allow council because that's really um, the terms of reference for the uh, of which administration operates on. And, you know, what is the programs? What are the services council wants to deliver? And uh, administration is putting numbers around those, right, for council. And do you want new programs? Do you want to delete programs? Um, do you want to enhance them or reduce them or change the service delivery model entirely? Just like, uh, you know, we've changed the uh, recycling program in the last uh, year or two so um, and transitioned to a new model. So those are the types of discussions that you happen, a council has in the service level reviews. And then after, uh, and with no numbers, right? Because we need to understand what council wants and concentrate on what it what it wants to see as uh, as community deliverables. But uh, yeah, the, this year uh, uh, summed it up and put it into a, uh, a presentation for city council. And of course, during the uh, uh, COVID-19 uh, pandemic, we want to just make sure that, uh, you know, that we're, we're practicing the social distancing inside the council chambers. As you know, everything's been uh, relayed out and uh, and you're just about ready to go live streaming on there. And uh, at the uh, we, we didn't want to spend uh, numerous nights um, uh, for council to be crunched up in a room trying to uh, get this budget through. So we just wanted to make sure we kind of give uh, council all the information so we can make some uh, decisions and, uh, and provide administration with direction of what they want to see. Yeah. And, you know, benefit also with the, with this group on council is that, you know, everybody's been around for quite a while. And so we we're entering our, our last year, uh, as a council in our fourth year and everybody's gone through, um, all of the service level reviews. And so, you know, everybody's bringing a lot of history to the table. And some people, of course, have been on council for quite a, quite a long time. 
But, you know, just talking about the operation side, it was uh, forecasted to just be about, what, 0.2% tax increase. We always... Uh, just 0, 0.14 okay, percent. We're actually less than that. Okay, uh, all right. Your worship. Uh, it was almost. Yeah, it's a. It's a. It's pretty much a zero percent tax uh, proposal, subject to growth and uh, yeah, and your and your revenues, right? Yeah. So what'll happen is is that's the forecast, and then it always gets adjusted uh, when the assessments come in, and in May when we set the mill rate. But uh, what council and and of course administration, because you guys brought this uh, budget to us with already. Uh, uh, a lot of shaving going on. And so a lot of heavy lifting was already done by union staff. And so the idea here is to spread the, you know, business community and multifamily and uh, residentials all treated always in Cold Lake with the same percentage increase. We don't, uh, we don't necessarily go around and say, okay, let's do business uh, 5% residential 1%. You know, we always treat uh, all of the different tax classes uh, the same. So uh, we'll, we'll adjust the mill rates uh, when the assessments come in. Uh, but by and large, our, our objective here is to have a 0% or 0.14% tax increase is our um, objective. But, you know, so it was kind of a, like a no, we could sort of say a no frills type of budget or hold the line. But there is some neat uh, neat things that we are going to be doing. Um, recycling, the staff have done an amazing job on the recycling program. And we're seeing, maybe it's COVID related, uh, but we're seeing a massive amount of uh, recycling. Oh, it's uh, increased in huge. Yeah, the volumes, uh, especially at those uh, bins that are uh, both at the Energy Center and down here in the uh, South downtown, uh, those blue bins. Um, it, the amount of volume coming through there, but uh, staff have done an excellent job. Uh, they are very proud of what they do, um, uh, separating the materials and making sure that the contamination is minimal. And uh, even this year, uh, we got uh, some uh, significant funds back on selling some of the product, which we haven't, you know, the market has been very, very bad for cardboard. There hasn't been much there, but, um, you know, uh, the uh, the manufacturers or the the, the people that uh, the buy this from, uh, from the city would like the product. And we've got considerable amount of revenue this year so it really helped with uh, and that has everything to do with the staff uh, they're they're doing a they're passionate for what they do and it's showing back and uh, they're very frugal and uh, this is a, a way for the community uh, the, that the uh, staff and uh, and council now are, are turning back and being able to uh, see the uh, fruits of the uh, labor of what what is happening. Uh, the uh, the recycling rate is going to drop. A residential recycling rate on the utility bills from uh, nine twenty five to six uh, six dollars and fifty cents. And in the multifamily units, they do get charged as well because they do still access those uh, curbs uh, those blue bins um, from five dollars to four dollars. So the reason why the uh, the uh, the residential residential ones are a little bit more uh, than the uh, multifamily is because you've got the curbside program, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah. People should, uh, you know, I, I know we've had these comments when they go over to the recycling center, they'll see a lot of blue bags all just stacked up. There's a there's a method to uh, to the business over there that the staff go around and collect a lot of the, the, the product in the morning and then they sort uh, in the afternoon. Uh, so a lot of times when you do go there, yeah, there's a lot of blue bags um uh, it's piled up, but I mean, it's pretty amazing watching them move through all of the product. And what really struck me uh, in the last tour there was how many people throw out their pop bottles and stuff into yeah. recycling. Yeah, and uh, it's amazing, you know, the staff have to sort that. So it it it's 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 interesting about today's society. But it's great to see that the recycling program is really taking off and and doing really well. One of the other uh, interesting things uh, is um, w you guys put more money in towards weed control. And I know we've had some comments this year uh, in Cold Lake with the uh, 
the flowers that we've had uh, that ne- not necessarily those yellow are, ones. Yeah, those yellow flowers, white flowers, and so it looks like you guys are gonna try to do uh, further weed control uh, going forward, which uh, I'm sure some people will be pretty happy about yeah well you know it is sometimes uh meets with the controversy and different perspectives uh on uh whether you do a strong weed control program you know the city does balance it's not an aggressive weed control but it is an elevated weed control program um that being said in the last couple of years we've really seen challenges with regard to how to deliver that service um are the the availability of contractors and then it has to time with the the weather right because it can't rain right away and uh, so there's all kinds of issues that, um we're going to do the uh, the program kind of more in house and uh without much changes at all uh, just a different way to deliver the service we do have to do some modifications to one of the facilities for storage because we do need secondary containment Stuff like that. So some adjustments to the how we're going to deliver that service. Yeah, yeah the uh, one big uh, that'll hit the users, of course, is uh, councils uh, decided to move up uh, the recreation fees by five percent, and so they'll they'll take effect. Uh, you know, depending on on the season. So soccer, outdoor soccer, baseball, we'll see that this coming spring, and then hockey going into the fall of two thousand twenty one. But, you know, when you look at our recreation fees, uh, when we compare them with similar communities across the province, we are near the lower tier. So, uh, you know, councils, that's about the only big increase uh, when you look at how it's going to affect uh, the residents. It will be the recreation side of the house. Yeah, it should be qualified to council had that uh, slated for 2020, um, that increase. Um, and of course, during the, the announcement when the when the WHO declared the pandemic, and then of course a lot of the businesses were getting shut down, and uh, and major impacts within the community, um, council uh, uh, instructed uh, administration to waive that off for 2020 and delay it to 2021. So this is this it's more has been delayed, and uh, and it was already a previously uh, scheduled increase. The uh, big one, of course, is the North Arena. You know, we got uh, Minor Hockey did a great presentation, uh, demonstrated how much usage uh, uh, they need for that third rink. And so the, the North Rink is uh, is going to uh, fund for, we moved $150,000 in there for operations uh, so that it's going to be uh, operating there now all the winter. And then, of course, we're going to talk about it later on in the capital. So that's pretty exciting. But, you know, we things that we are doing, some uh, money that we're utilizing from uh, 2020 uh, uh, available funds that are left over, uh, the FCSS Vulnerable Persons Stream Grant, we're allocating $200,000, uh, so a bettering people's outcomes of $40,000 per year over five years. So you want to sort of explain uh, your vision on that, Kevin? Yeah, right now we don't have a, 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 a detail of that, what that grant stream is going to look like, but the intent I can say with of that grant stream, because I do want to consult with the uh, um, FCSS group and, uh, and, and the people that are uh, rubbers hitting the road that are down there working. Um, on the on the full scope of the grant screen. But uh, what we did was ask council to put some money away um, and allocate it over the next five years, uh, some funding for vulnerable sectors, you know, things like including homelessness, uh, addressing those types of uh, uh, concerns and, and helping people that are in transition. And uh, what we need to do is develop a detailed scope of where that funding can be utilized. I know it's not a lot, but it definitely is. will help uh, with some of our not-for-profits and not-for-profit organizations on, on, a, on a scope that uh, council sees as a concern in the community. 
Yeah, you know, Coal Lake is blessed with a lot of uh, amazing people that uh, on the service side of things, uh, the different, uh, whether it's federal or provincial organizations that are in town and a lot of them volunteer. uh, And it's great to see that there's sort of a bubbling right now of uh, some, you know, we're aware of some programs that people are looking at. So it's fantastic to have that in the community. We're we're really fortunate in Coal Lake to to have, uh, you know, FASD, uh, you know, Dr. Margaret Savage Crisis Center, and then the provincial and the federal employees that are employed here, um, you know, really concerned about not only mental health, but uh, people that may be homeless on the streets, addictions. So, uh, you know, it's it's, it's great that uh, councils decided to put some money there. And uh, let's see how that uh, goes. And 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 the intent will be in this program is council is going to evaluate it on an annual basis uh, just to make sure, just to see what the uh, the outcomes and, and the projects or the uh, the achieve, what has been achieved with that funding. Um, so that's why we've kind of just restricted that money. And on an annual basis, uh, the money will be released based, based on uh, some recommendations by uh, our FCSS um, advisory committee and, uh, and uh, the FCSS group down there. No, it's, it's going to be great. I, I really look forward to that. The uh, Another one that's kind of interesting, we've had this before, thrown up in the air, but, you know, the Energy Center, just a beautiful facility, uh, two double rinks there. And we've had some inquiries about summer ice. And so it looks like uh, we're going to park about $145,000 towards there because, of course, uh, most of our crew that uh, works at the Energy Center during the wintertime move over to the parks program in the summertime. And so very difficult to uh, have uh, ice uh, operating. And so we need to uh, probably hire some uh, more more staff over there to operate this, the summer ice. I'm really looking forward to see uh, who's going to come over and utilize the ice this summer. Uh, it may be a program that needs a couple of years to develop. But, you know, I really vision uh, somebody taking advantage of places like the Kinnisu Ski Hill uh, and, and, and looking at doing a, a hockey uh, camp program. I really think that... Uh, you know, with the the explosion in minor hockey numbers, especially on the girls program, the opportunity in the Lakeland area for somebody to to, to host a summer a hockey camp and maybe tie in that beautiful facility over at Kinnisu. Sounds um, like the mayor's making a pitch out there for somebody yeah. to start some uh, some a major uh, a camp in uh, Cold Lake. I think there's some huge opportunities, oh, as you well. say. You have the water, the um, artificial so, turf. So if you, yeah, you can you can have, you know with room and board. Uh, there's some huge opportunities in Cold Lake, and then uh, other opportunities outside of the, uh, the the hockey program for them to do other types of training and. Some yeah, the uh, venture park at Canusu Park, uh, Canusu uh, Ski Ridge is going to be uh, a, a huge asset, and uh, all the other attributes uh, like a mountain bike park. That there is other things for the kids to do, um, uh, the kids that are training to do during those uh, off hours or off ice uh, training programs, right? Yeah, no, the, the the potential is amazing. It may not involve uh, housing uh, the, the the kids, uh, the athletes in a, in cabins or anything like that. But certainly, uh, I know a lot of parents go to hotels or they camp in the local campgrounds. I mean, you've done that before, and so mm-hmm. I think the the potential there. I mean, the assets that we have in the Lakeland area, it, it's it's amazing, and uh, you know, hopefully the the business opportunities there, and, and you know, maybe it'll be an an ex NHL hockey player, somebody that will come into town and uh, and take this initiative on we we've put some money towards uh 
you know, a lot of people are under stress, Kevin, and, uh, and, and COVID will go away. And so uh, I think councils park some money uh, aside so that we can have maybe a relief celebration when, when COVID has passed its uh, course here. And we can let some people have some fun and relax and, and maybe put some uh, money towards kids events or whatever. But I know that we're calling it a special event celebration. But really, I think it's uh, it, it's an opportunity for everybody to go, let's, you know, we need to celebrate uh, that uh, our life is moving forward and uh, and and enjoy ourselves we parked a little bit of money there whether it's tied into canada day or 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 something in august but eventually covid will will be gone and we'll be moving on and which i i think is going to cause a, a a massive economic uh, spin or whatever you want to call it but i think in once covid is over i think the economy is just going to blow up yeah well, uh, and on top of that special events you did uh, the council did want to just uh, uh, and it's just such a uh, token it was a token amount but it is always uh, helps uh, any dollar helps was the uh, fireworks uh, enhancements for canada day so a little yeah. bit bigger um, you know, it wasn't a lot of money at $10,000. It adds maybe uh, a few minutes to the, uh, to the program, but, uh, um, help our, uh, you know, our volunteer, uh, firefighters that, uh, put that uh, show on, uh, definitely do, uh, do a good job with the new technologies that uh, we've been able to purchase. So, yeah. Always love fireworks. Um, we're always in competition. Well, you know, sh- yeah. Yeah. There's a shout out, right? Yeah. There's we're a- in competition with Colic First Nations. They put a great show. And then of course, uh, the ski hill now. Uh, the MD of Bonneville is, is is also now joined in there with the trifecta, and we've got these three three of us all competing now uh, with uh, who can have the best fireworks. So it's yeah, a good challenge yeah. out there right now. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we uh, there is a, a, a you know a little bit of an insider on that one. There is that uh, who puts on the uh, fireworks for the MD of Bonneville there about that Canusa ski ridge yeah, there, right? Yeah, that yeah, guy is. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So he's trying to, Jurgen Growl, that's what we're talking Jürgen, about. Jurgen, Jurgen, yeah. give him a rough time. Yeah, right he's on. trying Good to stuff. outcompete Councilor Growl. Uh, Treaty Days and out of Colic First Nations. And then, of course, the city's uh, fireworks on Canada Day. So we have a good competition going out here. But, you know, it's it's a lot of fun and, and everybody enjoys the fireworks. Um, one of the things we did back was uh, the, the 2020 business license uh, credits. So people come in and, and fill out their application, uh, their form uh, for 2021, and then they get a rebate for 2020. So that's going to cost about $54,000. But it's, it is a, a little bit of uh, giving back to the business community who are really suffering uh, under this whole COVID situation. And so it's just, uh, you know, a little bit of helping hand that council's uh, going to give. We're, we parked uh, 50000 towards the museum capital so that's uh you know help them uh, with uh, some of the work that uh, needs to be done over at the museum boy that entrance road looks good now you know you know just uh, planting another seed the soapbox races sure could be uh, put back on that little windy road up there again <laughs> that's yeah. quite a yeah it's nice coming down up uh, going up to that museum hill road all that uh, been opened up and uh, the asphalt's been overlaid so that'll be good for a while no, the museum is looking good. And of course, the bike the bike area up there is really taking off. And a lot of people utilizing it up there. Uh, just, to be, you know, it's in front of the museum to the side. And, you know, that whole area is, uh, is really going to be a gem. you got the motocross track. You've got the museum and eventually a lookout tower uh, at the museum. They've got the dome at the museum now. The staff at the museum uh, uh, on the Air Force side and, and on the Museum Society side doing a great job. And, uh, you know, it is an asset and it's, a, you know, marketing will try to push it a bit harder uh, once COVID's over. 
Uh, but it is really neat to go out and visit there. And with the bike park now, it's it's uh, really a challenging uh, bike trail. I'm glad I survived it. The uh, the bike trail is getting attention from kind of all across uh, northern, uh, the mountain bike park uh, is getting uh, attention from all across uh, kind of that northern Alberta, northeastern Alberta area. So you got people even from Edmonton, Lloyd Minister coming to the community to use that because it's such a, um, you know, that uh, Mr. Jay Hoots, uh, because he's uh, so out there uh, in terms of uh, a prominent name in the industry, I think comes with that, uh, you know, people going, well, this is a, you know, he's behind this project in Cold Lake and uh, it comes with that attention and uh, and the professionalism that has been put together for that, for that uh, project. Yeah. So, you know, great job on the operating side and kudos to the staff. Now yeah, let's for, get for, into for, for forty-seven for forty-four point seven million dollars. Just uh, just under that mark was the uh, the budget. So for operating, yeah, for operating, and uh, I think uh, you know it's very close to the twenty twenty budget. I know we've got a special guest up in Grand Prairie that always listens to us. So uh, of that forty some odd million, uh, just over twenty million is from uh, residential taxes and the business community tax. So uh, just a shout out to that uh, special fan we have up in Grand Prairie, so that he can figure out uh, on his uh, calculator what all that works out to for a fifty. 15,000 people, but, uh, you know, we're just having fun with our, our big fan out of Grand Prairie and, uh, and good luck with, uh, your new venture in, uh, in 2021. The, uh, you know, let's get into the capital budget. And I think the best quote at council the other night was by council Soroka, where he called it the Coal Lake stimulus uh, fund or the, the Coal Lake stimulus for, for 2021. And I thought that was really, um, a good segue into what we're trying to do here with the capital was, uh, you know, been around for a while on council. And I think, you know, it's easy to do an arena and, and spend, uh, you know, 20 million and that's your big, your big project. Uh, and that's it. And there's just little, little scatterings of other projects. But I think this one uh, on my time, I think it's about my 14th or 15th year on budget. I think this one probably is the most uh, wide reaching uh, budget I've ever seen and uh, I think you guys have done a great job on the city side uh, of really trying to create a vision of trying to keep the local businesses in the area afloat in these tough times. And so there's going to be a lot of opportunity for even small little landscaping companies uh, or bigger or, or companies that are growing in the Lakeland area or very established companies to sort of get out. And bid on some of the projects. Not all the projects are huge amount dollar amounts, but I think the idea is that um, we're going to be hitting a lot of different uh, functions. We're going to talk about some of them uh, here and going forward. But uh, you know, kudos to you guys. I think you did a great job. And, and so we're going to describe some of them. And uh, the budget uh, theme being uh, working hard, sailing ahead. What did you think about that? That's pretty cool. You guys are very creative. Um, you know, it is a. You know, we have a lot of fun with. Uh, We've always felt um, that, you know, council's not a big fan of putting money in reserves. We, we feel that, you know, if you're collecting taxes, put it to use, put the, put the dollar that you get and, and put it to use in, in capital, improving your community. Um, we're all about trying to make Coal Lake a, a better place to live and, and investing in your infrastructure. And we've always done a great job, I think, on trying to do a very balanced job. Um, 
investment in the community, whether it's road sewer. I mean, what a boring uh, topic to talk about moving sewage, uh, people's waste around the community underground. But when you- Well, that's exciting, sir. Well, for guys like you, maybe. But, uh, (laughs) you know, for a a politician, um, I always remember um, a a very senior uh, VP for uh, the Edmonton Oilers talking at a Bonneville Pontiac luncheon. And he said, nobody wants to talk about a lift station. Uh, you know, moving sewage around, but they'll sure talk about a hockey arena. Um, so, you know, this, this, we try to do a balanced investment. And so we'll kind of describe some of them, but, you know, right off the bat, you know, we've always tried to make sure that city staff have uh, enough of a fleet program. I'm sure they could use a lot more money than what we do, but, you know, we, we, we're investing over a million dollars and then we've thrown in some additional equipment. You know, one of the things um, is, is like a street sweeper, you know, that is such a huge thing uh, with all the complaints we get. But, uh, you know, having a new uh, new street sweeper, uh, a new recycling truck, an asphalt recycler. I mean, these are things that uh, maybe the, you know, person out there really doesn't appreciate. But, you know, our, having a, a brand new equipment for a staff or, or adding to the fleet is just going to provide uh, that better uh, uh, service. I, I'm really happy to see that we're going to have the new transportation bus for for people with disabilities. I think that's good, a long overdue. And so, uh, and then right into the, we're going to have a third uh, transit bus. Uh, so to, because when we take the, the one of the two buses that we have offline, of course, we're still driving those uh, City of Calgary buses that we got for that great deal of $5,000 Thank you, Mayor Nancy, for the $5,000 a bus. That was great. Yeah, yeah no, that was that was an amazing uh, that deal. Was, yeah, it worked out very well for the community yeah. for transitioning and implementing a new transit system. Yeah, and transit yeah. and transit in our community is, is uh, amazing. I mean, for those that don't know, it's a, it's a free service that the, uh, the council decided many years ago to, to keep funding, and we continue to do so. And it provides an opportunity for people to move around the community and it may not be as fast as a taxi so we encourage people to support the taxi industry in coal lake if you need to get somewhere fast but you know if you have time uh you know take the transit if you so desire and if the service is there we try to hit all the neighborhoods as best we can within a three block area and the idea is to really help um especially new canadians uh, into uh coal lake that may not have access to a vehicle just getting established you take the transit bus every once in a yeah, while. Once I in see. a while, yeah. I pop in yeah. there, and uh, you know, when the winter gets colder here, I think I'll be popping in even more. But uh, they do a great job. I was on the uh, I was on the transit bus just uh, on Monday, uh, going to uh, the uh, um, hospital. It, it really works really good. That's one of the busiest stops. Is right at the uh, is at the hospital. People accessing the uh, the healthcare uh, in the community, which is uh, that's. You know, it it shows you that it's meeting that uh, meeting a, a key piece in the community. No, it's 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 great, and those buses look amazing. Um, so now that we put some money towards that, and uh, so that's you know on the fleet side, pretty pretty exciting, and uh, and investing in the in 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 the right equipment for the for the on staff. On the fleet side, we generally budget around a million dollars on fleet replacement program. So as you speak towards uh, you know the uh, the refuse trucks, the uh, sweepers, and stuff like that, um, and the different. Um, uh, aspects of the uh, of the equipment fleet, um, we do budget about a million dollars a, a year in uh, in in fleet replacement. So let's talk about some fun stuff. So Ooh. this is uh, let's Ooh. get into what you guys call environmental infrastructure. Yeah. So um, you know, let's 
talk about this million dollars that we've put towards this water distribution PRV program. So uh, these are one of those non-exciting. Yeah, this is like this what is the so heck boring. You your worship, I know for you guys, but because uh, it's a million dollars being spent, and you actually it's the second one of four that is necessary within your community. And what we're trying to do is uh, um, once because coming up with that four to five million dollars right off the hop. Um, is a very expensive uh, endeavor. Uh, administration appreciates that for council. Um, but uh, a PRV is a pressure reducing valve. And then you'll notice uh, the residents that live along that, uh, the beachfront area, um, the Birch Avenue, that low lying area, uh, will know that uh, the pressures over the last, uh, you know, 10 years, a decade have increased because the city has been doing substantial increase, like uh, improvements to the distribution system. And all of this money is starting, you're seeing the fruits of, but also has other impacts. Um, and also the, uh, the Lefebvre Heights area has less, uh, has more pressure than it used to in the last decade because we've been able to now increase pressures, but now we have to create a new, um, pressure zone to reduce the pressures now down in the low lying areas because they're up at that 90 PSI area, 10 hundred PSI, which is the kind of the thresholds of where your, your, your typical house plumbing works at. So we're going to create a new pressure zones and, 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 and put four of these PRVs in and all the all of the distribution systems in the low-lying area will now go through a PRV to uh, reduce its pressure a little bit in those areas. Yeah. But they're a million dollars a piece. Okay. For anybody at home, there's going to be an exam after after this uh, podcast. <laughs> Sorry, I'll get to, passionate. Try to understand. That'll be a question. Yeah. What is a PRV? Yeah. But no, it, I mean, these are kind of neat programs. And of course, you can hear Kevin's uh, passion for something as, as exciting as a PRV. So the idea is that we will not be, when a person turns on their shower, we won't be blowing them out the door of the shower. They, they'll be. Uh, yeah. yeah. Be well, we pressure. get complaints that, you know, people's dishwashers, they bang when they, you know, the valve turns off because there's so much pressure that's there. Right. So, wow. but uh, yeah, it's a $4 million program program that's going to be over multiple years. We did the first one as part of the Bonneville water line because we opened up 16th uh, um, from the water treatment plant. And while that was open, you might as well, and you're getting it, the whole road repaved. Well, you might as well put the, you're going to have to dig up a significant part of the road to put one of these big, massive, it's like a small house underground. Um, And, uh, you know, you don't want to repave it and then dig it all back up again. So we initiated that and got it in the ground if people saw that going in last year. So imagine you guys will probably tender it this winter and then try to get the digging going this uh, spring, summer type of thing. Yeah. Okay, great. So let's talk about one of the more important things in our budget, which is, uh, you know, a lot of municipalities, it's tough. But uh, putting money away for for um, what's going to be a big, big project. And I know that council over the years uh, has done that. Um, I can think of the artificial sports field. We got beat up pretty hard on that. But that was all putting money away in, uh, in the side pocket and then eventually paying cash to get the uh, the project done. And in, a, in this year's budget, we're putting over $5 million towards the, uh, the wastewater treatment plant, uh, the new uh, moving bed bioreactor. Wow. How's that? And, uh, you know, exciting, another exciting uh, uh, subject, but so important when you explain to the, the kids that we, when we do our little um, uh, sessions at the schools, uh, when they understand that flushing your toilet is is uh, an important uh, to make sure it doesn't come back the other way. Yeah, we we have to do all of our tests because our water our, our wastewater goes into the uh, Beaver River, mm-hmm. and uh, and of course the Beaver River is already nutrient loaded um, from upstream sources, and uh, of course. Uh, 
the new environmental guidelines, both Alberta Environment and Environment Canada has restrictions and we have to try to meet those targets. And uh, we've come to an agreement on what those targets should be. And uh, of course, this is a, a newer technology. Uh, the uh, Federation of Canadian Municipalities, uh, shout out to them, um, help fund the uh, a pilot project in the city of Cold Lake and uh, the Cold Lake Regional Utility Service Commission on a new newer technology in um, northern Alberta, northern climates to uh, um, try this new moving bed bioreactor. Uh, or that's not even try. We've done the pilot plan uh, project and it's uh, proved successful but now to build it in full stream and um, the, the new license is going to be have to be signed for our operating license in uh, 2022. So we've got some targets that we're going to have to meet and uh, we have to follow those environmental uh, regulations. And it's going to be a near probably $15 million project. Council's allocated right now $5 million and uh, we still have to come up with the rest and the RUSC will have to come up with the rest. So it's going to be a mixture of probably uh, financing grants. Uh, the, the RUSC has already got uh, just over $5 million in grants. So the project's already got close to over two thirds of the funding. So, um, but uh, we expect to hit construction uh, by the end of uh, 2021. For those that don't know what RUSC is, it's Regional Utility Service Commission. It, it, it's got a members from the from the area on sitting on it. Another project from the Russick, as we always call it, is Building Number Nine. I mean, one Building Number Nine probably is the most important building in the city of Coal Lake. If and that fails, we're all we're in. we're a big caca. And so, um, <laughs> Phase Five out of Six contribution to construction for one point five million. What in the world is this? Yeah, well, this is Phase Five and Six. Um, so this is exciting that this will complete the at uh, Force Main member. We uh, a few years ago we had that major lift uh, force main break because we did all of those improvements to building number nine, but also the uh, um, the lift station or the 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 force main itself was uh, seeing its age and required replacement. And uh, one of the areas where environment stopped us from proceeding through a wetland to replace the uh, the sewer, of course, within a within a month of that uh, stop order, uh, the force main broke underneath there and that costed the city and the RUSC, I think. Yeah, there was like three to $5 million in, uh, to, to, in order to make sure everything is uh, uh, rectified and, uh, and taken care of. But um, the, uh, this is five of six to complete that project and connect it back up on the other side of uh, south of Highway 55. Right on. So that's uh, basically it's replacing old pipe. Yep. 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 And Pipelining. Just through, like yep. the, uh, the Trans Mountain Pipeline. Yep. Except on a lot smaller scale and having to do with, uh, yeah. Poop, poop instead poop of oil. And, and water. Yeah. Us cold it's amazing that pipelines yeah. underground. Us cold laterkers just seem to, we tend to, we, we must some reason have a lot of ammonia in our systems, but mm. yeah. Yeah. We All flush a lot of ammonia down there. <laughs> no, we won't comment on that. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, a program that really, you know, it's like, what does this mean? But anyways, the 2021 annual shallow sanitary sewer lowering program. Now, I know on council, we've been educated on this, but for the, the average person out there, what in the world is uh, this, uh, Kevin? Well, uh, we have a lot of, there's uh, several areas in the community that have shallow sewers. And I know we get those phone calls from the residents uh, we know that we know the all the areas we have the whole community uh, archived and understand where shallow sewers exist. 
Um, the eventuality is to try to get most, uh, uh, if not all of these sewers lowered at some point, uh, into, you know, lower into the ground where it takes longer for the frost to, uh, to get, get to, um, cold Lake, we get our frost down to two to three meters deep. Right. So, um, it's, you know, and it costs a lot of money to be able to do this. This is a token amount. Uh, this mm-hmm. year, our priority is going to be, you know, right in front of where uh, the lawyer's office and the uh, the Cold Lake Wellness Center and chiropractic and ESO, uh, that sewer. In fact, uh, the business owners are actually uh, involved in uh, redoing the services to those businesses and getting the sewer vault, uh, sewer deeper. And uh, that's going to be a priority for this year. Okay, that's great. Uh, I'm sure they'll be very happy with that. Um, another big I mean, a long, long standing uh, item that finally got uh, finalized. And we really appreciate a good shout out to our MLA, David Hansen, on this file and the staff at Environment and Parks for pushing it over uh, along here is Fisher Pond. Um, yeah, this behind is McDonald's. A, yeah. Behind McDonald's, big storm water pond, uh, half a million. You guys are going to uh, or went to tender on that. Um, maybe just uh, describe what, why, what's so important about Fisher Pond, Kevin? Well, right now, uh, the, that, that previous wetland and uh, yes it was a wetland that's uh, we, all been uh, paid out and it's going to be remodified and we do now have the approvals after several years of uh, red tape uh, the MLA and uh, and the premier uh, got directly involved because uh, it was a project in waiting and tender and shovel ready and it's already funded um, to get people back to work and uh, we appreciate the support but uh, what the meaning of it is is that kind of there's no development that can occur in Cold Lake South um, because uh, it requires a stormwater management receiving pond uh, anytime we develop um, we cannot impact the uh, downstream in, uh, environment. It has to be the same flow rates. And when you add a road, you know, that's not pervious to the rainfall, right? So it has to shed water and it sheds water faster than uh, the natural, you know, farm fields and stuff like that that occur. Um, so that surge of water has to be accommodated. And that's what this that will do. And it'll open up development in the Cold Lake South area and allow development to start to, to occur again. Well, that's good. I mean, you know, you can look at all those different projects and, and we've got a couple other uh, stormwater pond projects that are going to be funded. And really the idea is these these will be individual projects that uh, in most cases, a lot of our local contractors uh, can bid on. So that's going to be exciting. You know, there's lots of money there available. And we always do this uh, street improvement program. Um, I'm sure we could do, you know, a ton of more, but we, you know, we put a lot of money towards uh, the street improvement program, almost close to $2 million. And we yeah, on top of that, uh, your worship, but the, about, oh yeah, 1.8 million, almost $2 million investment. And that is the, uh, just the overlays and, uh, and the reconstruction of, uh, some of the roadways, um, that you see throughout the community. On top of this was another two and a half million dollars of stimulus funding that was, uh, put in from the province. Um, so next year in 2021, you're going to have over four million dollars worth of roads you know once we start to get to those levels your worship you're going to you are probably in the community is going to see impact with regard to road closures um i i just you know i you know ahead of time uh, i apologize for the disruption in the community but council uh, this is a significant investment in roads in the uh, community so we are going to see that impact and there's going to be lots of detours and uh, lots of things happening throughout the community. So no, that's great. I mean, I'm, I'm sure people, you know, the uh, people want to see the community invest in investment and uh, uh, you know, I'm sure everybody will, will adapt and long overdue. I mean, one of the most long overdue projects and I'm really happy to see it on, on the budget is Lakeshore drive enhancement um, phase one of three, uh, 
you know, exciting. Uh, you came to council on the vision uh, from Stantec and from George. Um, they, they, you know, we're putting $6 million. That's going to be, you know, um, you know, a seawall, as you can call it, uh, from from uh, the marina up to um, the uh, the point there. Hospital point is, is uh, some locals call it. But we're going to fix that bank. We're going to, uh, you know, this bank is very Develop unstable. Develop a linear parkway, uh, yeah. trails, walking trails along the lakeshore. Um, I think that's a really positive move. Uh, of course, the uh, Lakeshore Drive is seeing a significant deterioration of its infrastructure. Underground, there's clay tile sewers that are down there that are collapsing. Um, and, you know, if you're going to go after the sewer, and that's what our, the issue's been with regard to the design development and consultation with the uh, community and with council uh, for administration was, is that, well, if you're going to dig for the sewers, what do you do with the road? If you're going to do, and then, so you're going to replace the sewer and the road, then what do you do with the bankment? Because it's eroding, right? And you're seeing it slough in, and that's why you're seeing the road starting to deteriorate. They'll come right back at you. So what, we had to kind of take a more uh, holistic approach in terms of a vision for along that lakeshore. And, uh, you know, it, it, we had a terrific uh, planning session and a plan has been put together uh, and uh, council's all on board and excited with the project now and put $6 million. Now for the community, again, this is another project that's going to take uh, basically three to four years. So once we are shovels in the ground, um, there is going to be disruption for a long extended period of time um, in order to get this project done. Yeah, but no, it's long overdue and, and, and appreciate all the residents along Lakeshore Drive that have been with us during this journey. Uh, that's going to be uh, fantastic. Like yeah. that, you know, when you look, you, those houses that are down there, uh, you know, with the road that, you know, a bunch of trees and the roads kind of starting to slough into the lake, when that is done, um, and you look at the difference that happened to Canusu Beach um, in front of those homes areas, this is going to be consistent to that level. This is exciting. You know, it's interesting. I met with a couple of residents from Lakeshore Drive and when we showed them uh, George's drawings and Stantec's drawings, and then I mentioned, well, it's the same guy that designed the Canusu Beach. They were like, right on. We're in. And so, uh, you know, there's going to be some traffic disruptions and uh, we're going to make uh, some of that road, road a one way. But, uh, you know, vision out uh, around 2026, 25, it could be uh, it could be uh, from the lake. It could be very stunning uh, to see that hole when you're driving out on the boat. Uh, it could really uh, make that whole place uh, a showcase. I mean, so many people use that trail already for walking. So it's pretty exciting. Let's talk about hockey. Uh, we're, we're looking forward to the startup of, of the, the new hockey season and the new year. But, you know, a, a very, you know, it's a historical really building in, in Coal Lake is the, uh, the North Arena. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, we're putting some money. It was a big decision. Um, you know, council not took only, their Not time. only hockey. Uh, you, you mentioned in, during the operating budget time uh, that, you know, minor hockey did present and, uh, you know, their concerns about uh, uh, utilization rates uh, at the uh, JJ Pars going down and accessibility. Um, so they raised those concerns and the need for the North Rink to uh, to stand. But you also heard from uh, just uh, their last uh, council meeting, a delegation from the uh, Lakeland Lacrosse Association huge, saying the needs huge. of the uh, of the North Rink. Yeah, they, they want to use the uh, the arena. I mean, lacrosse, he said over 300 uh, yeah. you know, uh, youth using uh, lacrosse. lacrosse. That's exciting. A, lacrosse has such great synergy for uh, hockey players. I mean, a lot of hockey players play lacrosse. And, and so it's great to see that uh, that group, uh, you know, lacrosse never comes really in front of council very much. And so they, they, they announced a huge provincial uh, lacrosse tournament uh, in July can bring bring a huge amount of people into into Coal Lake in July so that's exciting so e 
with the improvements at the the North Arena, uh, we're talking a floor slab, uh, replacing the floor slab, replacing the boards, uh, and, you know, purchasing an ice plant, and uh, just doing re- renovations and modernizations. We'll really fix the building up. It has such a, an amazing history in that building, and with the big wooden uh, beams in there, it's just beautiful and so pretty exciting. You know, we've allocated about three million dollars, and and uh, it's going to be fantastic to bring that that arena and and have it last for many many years all right in the theme of uh fitness and everything uh, you know one of the issues on the, the the budget has been the boards over at the field house kevin they uh the talk you know they're they're kind of they move pretty f- easily right and so uh there's been a request from different user groups uh we we heard from lacrosse the other night um and so in the budget we have uh, the field reed field house uh, board replacement program uh for one hundred twenty five thousand. Yeah, well, the issue is is that uh, you know they're good for soccer and uh, and the mesh that's uh, above those boards, but uh, um, once you get the little and and, and lacrosse, so the little kids that are playing there are fine, but once you get kind of that to the to the early teen level, uh, um, just the boards were never designed for that kind of weight to be hitting along and uh, and body checking along those boards like a like a hockey arena is. So the uh, we're going to be replacing those boards just so that way they're more skookum, just like the hockey rink type of uh, puck board uh, um, system. Uh, so that we can have some older kids being able to play within there and provide more options for the user groups to use the field house for that. Yeah. You know, I, I'm really glad uh, that, that that one's going to be funded, uh, multi-used. Even the pickleballers are in there uh, in well, the winter you know, time. Just like, yeah, just, uh, the pickleballers. But you did you did hear a uh, 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 council was uh, made aware by the Lakeland Lacrosse uh, uh, has been granted to host the Provincials for 2021. And uh, of course, uh, that is a significant event oh, that's coming huge, to Cold Lake. Huge. Yeah, and he said uh, the presenter said a, a bigger, stronger board, a bit higher maybe uh, than the older kids can play in the. That's field right, house. and give yeah, give them options for because um, there's a lot of teams. What did he say? How many teams are going to come to Cold Lake? Oh my God, it was massive. Uh, yeah, it was like hundred 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 teams at least. Yeah, something like teams. that. Yeah, yeah. I was, didn't realize that everybody can come to provincials, which yeah. is uh, that's a great format. Yeah, um, yeah. and they and they tier them. It sounds like so you know pretty pretty special for Cole Lake it'll be one of the biggest sports events ever in, in our city I just want to you know talk with those that don't know I mean um, uh, the Reed family made a major donation to uh, the field house uh, you know it's it's you know that's uh, we don't talk about it, but that family put a lot of money and uh, you know major contributors to the community of Cole Lake and so that's great uh, that you know that provincial tournament will be um, all the little kids will be uh, playing right out of that Reed field house so that's great the um, the second arena, the uh, ice floor covering. So this is a new uh, the, our new arena that we uh, that doesn't have a name yet. Um, we call it just the new arena. And eventually, you know, Kevin, we probably aren't going to be able to say that anymore. The new arena after so many years. But uh, so just a hint, <laughs> just a hint there. Pull up the old. So arena. if anybody wants to sponsor the uh, the naming rights for that arena, it is available. So uh, please uh, talk to Kevin Nagoya. Um, the you know we're gonna the idea there is to cover the ice uh, and possibly uh, put turf or something on it or for the chamber of commerce uh, uh, big huge shows they do uh, so we've got some uh, floor covering on there any comments yeah, on that I just wanted to touch is that the turf itself um, we we have to just dis- discuss with lacrosse on is, is the turf better to go in the uh, in that s- second arena or 
Um, it was interesting to hear uh, uh, Lakeland Lacrosse speak because uh, in their discussions, uh, you know, they'd like to see something in the North Rink in uh, once the ice is pulled out and having turf in there. So I think we should just have some conversation of where we should put that in structure uh, in terms of programming that best meets the needs of the uh, of, of of our user group. So yes, there is some money for turf in there, and uh, but the uh, second floor arena will be the 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 temporary floor system is just like the one that's Imperial. You know, when you're having your Remembrance Day ceremony. Um, that flooring system that goes in allows the ice to stay and then we can utilize it as a as, as a different function uh, while the ice stays. And that's the intent here is to be able to do that in the second rink. You have the Chamber of Commerce that wants to expand that kind of that home and leisure trade show and into different facets and uh, and make it even bigger and uh, and better. And uh, so therefore they want to be able to use that second rink for that. So you can see the opportunities that uh, that brings when we do uh, do that. No, that'd be exciting. I'm sure the staff will be working with the user groups on the on the turf concept. So here's the big excitement. Uh, it was surprising <laughs> nobody talked about it the other night in council, but you know, um, there's been a lot of uh, requests in the community for when are you going to build uh, the pool? And of course, it's called an aquatic center uh, or you know leisure center, whatever you want to call it. Um, but uh, we've put a little bit of seed money to us uh, to kick it off, and this is something that we always. As a council, you've always sort of come in with uh, seed money to hire somebody to come in and do a concept plan. And then eventually you do, you know, get into the architectural design. But uh, we put 150 grand uh, towards uh, putting our toe in the water uh, in uh, looking at a pool over at the uh, Energy Center. Yeah, the intent on this one, uh, Your Worship, is, um, of course, the Energy Center already has been designed in terms of the way we've developed those concourses, even though that they're expensive, it allows for opportunity to expand. And we kind of take the same concept as you do as a West Edmonton mall um, and, and attaching venues in different phases to the concourse and being able to extend those concourses. Um, so that, first of all, allows for a lot of people to be in there, but also allows for a lot of future development being able to occur. And we've already, as you know, allocated um, a space in the master plan and also the way we've developed the energy center for the future aquatic center slash pool. Um, this, uh, we did kind of do a small concept and cost estimates for that, uh, for the small, very sketched, sketched out one liner for the, uh, for the, for the pool. But uh, this will take it to the next level. The seed money from that council has allocated is to start to actually put the concept into more detail and maybe a 3D design drawing functionality and how it actually would work and uh, and take it to be able to uh, develop more refined cost estimates on uh, on what uh, what the vision is for the city. Yeah, yeah we've done some touring. Uh, I think uh, Councillor Grau has been with us uh, where we've gone around and checked out different recreation facilities in the province. It's kind of cool to go around and see whatever, what the uh, other people have for uh, pools. And I mean, we saw that beautiful pool in Cochrane. Cochrane, and Deer. Yeah. Cochrane was really nicely laid out yeah. and, uh, like uh, for a smaller community and had a lot of fun to it yeah uh, good shout out for cock yeah, that. yeah, that's a nice yeah. facility yeah uh, but we've done that whether it was gymnastics and that we've, we've gone over to red deer and that so you know all these municipalities have some pretty neat neat pools we've seen the one in Wetaskiwin, and so uh you know so we're just putting our our toe in the water and but this this one here is a is a highly sought after uh uh from the community members and of course it comes with a lot of costs uh you know, we, we throw a number like a million dollars a year to operate a pool. And of course, that now would be on the operating side of the house uh, for, you know, which now how do you fund uh, the operations of, of a pool? How much revenue would you get from pool? We've always said you're, you're going to be lucky to get 10 to 15 cents on a dollar when it comes to a pool. So it'll be interesting. It'll be a, it'll be a, 
a bookmark for the future councillors uh, that want to uh, uh, be elected in the mayors and that uh, for to see when when um, you want to fund uh, the, the pool. Exactly. And in terms of process, this is the same as the Lakeshore uh, redevelopment plan that your council is now uh, putting money towards. Um, you put the concepts together, um, the vision together, um, the cost estimates that are associated with those visions, and then council can uh, uh, advise us what they, uh, administration, what it wants to see and execute it uh, accordingly. Yeah, exactly. So here's uh, uh talk about uh, long overdue is the Public Works Operations Centre. Uh, you're calling it phase one. Um, but we know yeah. that uh, the site is going to be just south of the, the or just sorry, uh, west of the museum, just at the bottom there. Uh, we've got a, a piece of land there that we've identified as a, uh, an ideal location, conserve the north and the south quite quickly from that location. And uh, so we're putting, a, it's going to be a big project because, of course, it's going to have multiple buildings, uh, a lot of area to lay down, lay down yard. And so we're putting some money there to start getting this project going. Yeah, no, this is a exciting uh, project. You know, when you look at that, your worship and and, and I know council uh, when we do our touring of the facilities, just to look at condition and 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 uh, um, whenever we do our orientations for the new council, um, when you guys did uh, did that orientation, council was very concerned with the existing condition of the shop. Um, it is a, it is a. Yeah, it's beyond it's way beyond its prime. yeah, it's beyond its prime and and uh, and it's on that backside. So you, uh, an investment that needs to be made in order to uh, um, to house the operations. But uh, yeah, no, this is the seed money, your worship, and uh, of course uh, there would be future years of uh, funding commitments in, uh, that are be for the shop. But uh, to get started on the on this development, yeah, yeah, we allocated some money in previous years, so we, we've got a good good chunk of cash to now start to kick it off. And again, a, a great uh, a great po- project to get the land cleared get it all in shape you know maybe some local uh, contractors will be able to to tap into uh, some of the preliminary work and then once we start designing the actual building and putting that over tender you know maybe some local firms that would be a great project for mm-hmm. a, a local company to to bid and win so that that's going to be pretty exciting and it all sort of fits into the theme of trying to spread uh, the love around to all the different businesses in the area. You know, you mentioned uh, for local contractors to be able to bid in uh, is quite uh, significant in these things. Like, uh, later in this uh, in the conversation, of course, is the Animal Intake Centre um, that is uh, um, budgeted for. Um, you know, that's a simple wooden stick build. It's basically a, a 2,000 square foot building, wood stick build with an HVAC system, so, um, and, uh, and a concrete floor. So, um, you know, uh, we did bid that out once. Uh, we uh, this uh, this summer and uh, summer of 2020, and we had uh, multiple bids, but nobody locally bidding on that thing. So we'll be sending that out a little bit to change the scope a little bit of it and sending it back out this uh, this January. And uh, hopefully, we get some locals bidding in on it because you do have uh, locals that can take on this kind of work. Yeah, you guys did a great job clearing the West End Yard. To, oh yes, yeah. to uh, to allow the, this building to to get get through, and it's long overdue, and uh, they've been waiting a long time, and it's going to uh, complement uh, what the Lakeland Humane Society does. You know, uh, we had uh, that company out there dredging the marina. Um, we paid a lot of money to corral, uh, whether it was four or six yeah, fish. It was four fish is what they keep telling me. I keep saying six, but they told me four. So uh, I think it was around what was it fifteen thousand dollars just to you know to meet the um, federal and provincial requirements for environmental approvals. Um, that's quite a bit of money, and it used a lot of the budget up last year or for twenty twenty to dredge that marina was just the environmental approvals component. So 
Yeah, this year we I think we'll try a phase two of that, broaden the scope a little bit, add a little bit uh, additional budget to be able to uh, maybe t tackle a bigger area, and also allow us to debrief from uh, once uh, once the uh, ice freezes up to be able uh, or, or the spring thaw comes off to be able to see uh, the successes of the uh, of what we've dredged so far. You know, I, I, let's just talk about those mysterious fish. So I think the 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 regulations that are in place are so strict in Alberta and federally. It's a shame that uh, all of the people that are against um, Alberta and the oil patch, if they understood, you know, until you get into the elected seat, you really don't understand the regulations and everything that your staff have to face with and, and the oil companies and, and, and anybody that's trying to do anything on the landscape in Alberta right now. And I mean, we spend a lot of money uh, to protect the environment, which is great. But we do not get recognized for it. And we've been, we've been, um, and I'm speaking about the province. Yeah, we, we as Albertans. And, yeah. and this has been going on for years, way before um, the whole um, movement. And, uh, and it's a shame because Canada is really losing its competitive advantage. And, uh, you know, it was just upsetting to see the amount of money that we're, we're spending towards these six fish or whatever you want to call them. And, but this is what we're held to. These are our, our feet, our, are held to this standard. Look at the wastewater uh, treatment plant. Our effluent going into the Beaver River is going to be uh, drinking water quality, yet the creek or the river going by has got huge phosphate loads, but we're in, we're going to have drinking water quality going into into the beaver. And this is the standards that, that uh, industry and municipalities are faced with in Alberta and Canada. And United States and all the people that are against our, our oil pipelines in Michigan, that's a shout out to the governor of Michigan. Um, you know, you come out and you show us in Michigan where your standards are. Uh, towards uh, the environment. And, and I want to see where your standards are to complement what we had to do here at our Coal Lake Marina. So the other thing about the marina is the floating dock. We, we, those were such a huge hit. Uh, the kids had a blast at, the beach. at, at Kennesaw the beach. beach with those, uh, the gray puzzle pieces, as they call them. And uh, I think we've done a lot of marketing on the, the gray, gray puzzle pieces. I know people have stopped by and I've seen them out there taking pictures of those floating docks and saying, wow. And so, you know, uh, you can buy them at Ghost Lake. Uh, there's Ghost Lake is the company, I think, that we purchased them from. And uh, and so we're going to put some more uh, docks. Yeah, that's what, that's what we found them at. The story there on those was we... Uh um, of course, uh, we have a, a marketing staff there that attend the Edmonton Boat Show um, annually, and uh, they were actually uh, there uh, marketing these things, showing them that they can, uh, um, you know, withstand hurricane level winds. And it, it was some some of the videos they're showing us was just crazy. So that's kind of you know while we're while we were there actually working the booth, we just you know trying to do other things, and uh, you know during your breaks and stuff like that, go look at what else has to as being offered within the facility, and that's what we found. And we thought we'd bring it to Cold Lake and give it kind of that shot and see if the community likes them and if they you know how the wind can really pick up on that cold lake if it's coming out of the north right and uh, out of the west so just to see if they can withstand that uh, uh the the abuse of the of the weather and uh, looks like they did well and the community likes it no oh, it's a huge hit uh but yeah the intent here is to add some of that at the marina yeah and uh, and uh, put some down there and then in your budget later on too you, you got some more down because uh, the residents wanted to see maybe expand the existing one uh, and or even uh, put a second one down there on the other side of the beach 
Yeah, from what I understand, we may have enough money to put one maybe kind of where the gazebo is or somewhere further down the beach so that there's there are two ends uh, for the dock system allows uh, people to go out and uh, jump in the water. Or just uh, I saw a lot of people uh, last year, this past summer here, just putting their lawn chairs out on the on the um, on the on the on the dock. And then we'll have one one down by the marina and potentially maybe able to build it so that uh, as people offload their boats, they can come around and, and maybe tie up to it and maybe even a float plane. So, I mean, uh, we, we'll see where what money can buy and set it up in the in the in the in the water uh, kayak storage facility. This came out of nowhere. This was uh, users that have kayaks and I mean, paddle boards, kayaks. I mean, they're they're just growing like crazy on the yeah, lake. Staff are, are being asked uh, at the marina whether they can. Some people don't have a truck or a vehicle to haul. Uh, they want uh, to haul kayaks, and they're interested to have one, but uh, um, difficult to get it down to the lake. Uh, we're asking whether you know if there's a if there's a reasonable price to store them. If there's a way to do it. Um, so we just put a budget together and, and let's try to see what we can start and, and not go too big. Let's see if they're, you know, if, if some people are interested and, uh, and see if we can build that, uh, area for the, uh, an area for the Marina for that. We talked uh, during the budget about, uh, another, uh, boat launch, uh, down at the Marina and this yeah. was to deal with, um, we know we've got some big issues with, with the big sailboats, uh, with the keel that, uh, doesn't come up. And so you've got the fixed keels and in sailboats and that and so we're looking at the the area kind of where we shoot off the fireworks kind of to the to the what would it be the south of the marina and and to see if there's uh potential maybe to build a a deep uh, a deep water slip or or, or another a third uh, boat launch it's exciting that the md one is going to be building a, a boat launch over at the md park i think that's going to take uh, some pressure away from when it's really, really busy uh, at the at the marina on, on those hot Saturday Sundays and on Canada Day, so so you know we're going to look at that. It looks like we're just looking at design right now, and of course we yeah, got to deal with the approvals. Once you touch, once we say you want to touch the water, um, you know you have to count on that it'll take about a year for approvals. So that's why we said we, you know, um, council can consider it in their 2022 budget uh, for capital and their and, and their future plans. But at least let's get started with the design and see what would uh, the approvals uh, processes. So that way it can be there and on the shelf and ready to go. Interesting about the marina. Um, I, I know we we talked way back when about 34 minutes ago or so about operation budget. You know, the marina and the golf course and curling club have done a fantastic job. The staff and uh, the people supporting it. You know those those budget items now uh, are almost break even, yeah, which is yeah. fantastic to see. Well, when we do the budget, your worship, uh, I uh, I sit with uh, I review the budget from a uh, the function by function area, and uh, I think the uh, the management team and staff all kind of um, tug down hard and 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 try to make sure that this budget uh, is going to work, and uh, understanding that we have a difficult uh you know we're in the middle of a pandemic and uh, we know that there's uh, concerns and we have to make sure that this uh, this works for council no it's great so a uh, big project of course probably one of big capital uh, builds in, in, in coal lake is the final funding for the rcmp station so uh the, the poor members over there are pretty squished uh, in that <laughs> yeah, building yeah uh, there's a lot of members over there i know shout out to them they do such a great job over at the rcmp absolutely. detachment there but uh, they are uh 
you know, when you look at their uh, and and tour their bullpen and how many people are, you know, there's probably two to three members work at each each desk, right? Right. So, and so now yeah. the the new look and the new building, sorry, is going to be right on the site. You think? Well, that's where our, uh, our proposal. We're doing geotechnical right now, and that's a good, you know, it's a good segue, Your Worship. When when we're having this conversation, these are conceptual conversations in this budget. Um, the final scope. Um, and the final deliverable may change a little bit as we implement projects, as you know, and do engineering um, on them and uh, and tender them. You know, budgets may change a little bit, and uh, so it, it depends on the, the final uh, final deliverable. But uh, um, the intent right now, we have geotechnical engineering going right on the uh, site right now. Yeah. So what would the the um, what would you do with the old station? Is it going to be uh, used for a parking lot, or like would you knock it down, or would you repurpose it? Um, that'll be up to city council, what they want to do with it. Uh, okay. we've discussed, uh, internally, uh, different, uh, repurposings of that, uh, building and the layout of the, uh, new, uh, uh, police station, uh, is, uh, based on having it repurposed. So that way it's not like within the closed yard or locked in yard. Um, so that way it can be used for another function if that's what council, city council wants to do. You know, um, I think CARP, the police dog could, could, uh, Utilize that new that space when it comes open. Uh, that could be his new new dog home. Yeah. Is the the existing police station? We could we could call it the Harp uh, Harp House. And because uh, you know, I think if Harp ran for mayor, I think Harp he would win. win. Yeah, I yeah. Would, well, would, there's a lot of positive comments coming out for Harp. But actually, shout out for uh, Harp and, uh, and 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 the handler Jason, uh, Jason there. Um, you know, they are always looking for places to train and uh, uh, like you know, we're not talking residential houses, but we're talking like uh, you know. Uh, schools, um, the energy center, businesses, uh, you know, uh, I'm sure if um, you leave a message at the RCMP uh, that the, that your facility or your, your, your building could be used to, uh, there may be some interest to use it just for training. No, absolutely. No, I, I'm doing a great job. And it's funny, you know, you, you, go, you go to some businesses, you might go to Sobeys or Extra Foods and you're shopping around and people say, you know, I, I saw I saw the police dog handler drive by real fast. Where were they going? I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, great, great work by the RSNP. I mean, we know our crime stats are, are up. Um, it's a tough position there. I mean, a lot of the cases were just reacting to a crime. Um, and it's unfortunate that um, uh, with this with this pandemic, that uh, crime has uh, escalated in, in our region. Um, to going back, circling back to the animal intake center, um, we, we talked about that. But uh, the idea is that uh, the, the bylaw officers, uh, uh, that this will be the first intake where the animal will go to and the animal will stay there for several days and then eventually uh, be a handover to uh, Lakeland Humane Society. That's right. Yeah. Okay, great. So it's good. It's uh, It looks like the, the idea, Kevin, is to re re retender that one soon. That's right. January it's scheduled okay. for already. And uh, we hope that uh, we've kind of, uh, we've changed up the scope a little bit. So that way, uh, and then uh, hopefully we get some locals because it's an, it's a, quite frankly, from my opinion, a, a relatively easy build. And we have a lot of uh, locals that can take on that project. So I'd like to see, I'd like to see local bids, but it all has to go down to the bidding process there. Yeah. Right on. You know, the, the, the golf and curling club, uh, you know, that, that golf course is uh, in great shape. I mean, last couple of years, uh, it's really, uh, it's an amazing course layout. It's, it's of course, uh, a little bit different than the Grand Center golf course, but the two golf courses really complement uh, the golfing community and they do both do a great job. And and so we're putting a little bit of money to, to help out on the sand bunkers. I know we've, we've had the... Um, you know, request to try to improve the sand bunkers in there. And so there's a little bit of money there. And then the staff decided to uh, look at the uh, 
um, the golf cart purchases and a purchaser are outright our own carts being positive that uh, we'll eventually have some tournaments uh, uh, this coming summer and a couple of uh, lawnmowers and stuff. But, uh, you know, it's a little bit of seed money and uh, Michael and the staff over there are doing a great job. And, uh, you know, we get a lot of compliments that the turf or whatever, the grass is really, really coming around. So kudos to them. Yes. Yeah. I have nothing to add to that one there, yeah. sir. Yeah. No, it's, a, it's you know, the two courses play so well. Um, you know, the Grand Center one, I feel, is, is it, it's, it's, it's set up a lot different than the, and then the Palm Springs one or now called, called, called Curling Club. But, uh, you know, it's amazing that, uh, I, you know, and the beauty when you get in the back there with the, all the, the jack pines and all there and a, an occasional jet flies right over you. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And it, uh, you know, sometimes I think those pilots, purposely come in real stall yeah. you know just to try to throw you off on your game but uh, just have fun with you <laughs> the museum the yeah uh, mus- this is a it could be a really exciting project you know the museum came in into the city council and uh, uh gave a presentation to do a uh some sort of lookout tower that they had a vision for and looking for some support and some funds to be able to build that um you know after that delegation to count uh council council deliberated and uh, debated the conversation a bit and uh, actually had a you know that the conversation grew to be maybe making it even a bigger project if, if at all possible of some sort of uh, significant uh, you know tourist attraction and uh, and uh, of a lookout tower um, and uh, you know I you know there's I call it some kind of a, a skywalk or something like that uh, but uh, it's a uh, could be an exciting project this is some seed money that uh, that council has uh, provided to do the uh, design work. Yeah, it's going to be a, a big tourist attraction. There's no doubt about it. One of the projects that uh, we're really excited about is uh, visioning out, uh, you know, your economy going forward is uh, aviation. And so we're just putting a little bit of seed money there to uh, to do a concept plan on a, on a building. And so I see you got uh, you got uh, that a little bit, a tiny bit of money right now allocated for it. Yep, that's right. That's right. I think uh, that's the uh, part of council's economic development strategy and uh, on uh, aviation education uh, for the project development. And uh, But outside of that, uh, the fuel system needs to be, uh, the, the payment system needs to be replaced out there. And and then uh, staff also wanted to see some, maybe some signage, something making, making it start to look more professional out there because it's really come a long way. No, it, it, that's going to be a really neat uh, vision over the next few years to see where aviation takes us with the, the growth that's going to happen on four wing. It's going to be uh, mind boggling. And when the new fighter jet comes in, uh, shout out to the F-35. And, uh, you know, I think uh, Coal Lake is, uh, is uh, economic spin is going to be incredible. And yeah, so no, exciting the, times. Anybody interested with the airport, uh, uh, it's called, uh, it's call signs called SEN5 or it's uh, acronym is, is the designation. And uh, there's a business plan. Plan and a master plan that is on uh, the coldake.com website for that. So uh, just search that and uh, you'll be able to find uh, some of the future visions that are uh, for the uh, for the airport. Okay, we're getting into uh, near the end here. We're going to talk recreation in a big way, more like a parks and sports fields. And we've got uh, a smattering of uh, different uh, money allocated all over the place. But uh, certainly, um, you know, we're placing, we're always replacing parks and enhancing. We always put out the same kind of money. You know, there's always parks that might need to be replaced, and, uh, you know, timed out. And so we're putting a bit of money there towards there. Um, but the real big, exciting venture in Coal Lake is this mountain bike park. And, uh, you know, it's grassroots. It, it was all from the community, um, both inside the MD of Bonneville and the city of Coal Lake residents, really 
pushing for a bike park. And man, have they done an amazing job, those volunteers over there. And uh, so ourselves and the MD of Bonneville have provided uh, money. And so we're putting some uh, money again into phase two. And this is going to be called a skills park, which is going to be at the lower level. And uh, we saw their... Uh, the the drawings and uh, of their proposed skills park it's going to be pretty cool I, big I, mounds and I uh, certainly won't be on it but structures uh, right like uh, that you uh, dismount off of it looks pretty wild you won't find me on there I'm yeah. probably going to end up in the hospital but we talked remember we talked yeah. to those kids at the skateboard park and they're all they're all on this they they yeah. going from the skateboard park over to the bike park they're they're just you know and our buses are all equipped so that uh, they can take the bikes exactly so it's it's going to be cool and they've got a great designer. And it's one of those recreation uh, things that we fund where we call it one and done and you put big money into it and then let, let it, uh, let it uh, sit there. And a r- rumor there, you were on the mountain bike park, you, you, you enjoyed it, but uh, to get up some of those hills that are extremely hard for you, you had some battery powered assistance uh, to on- gear you out and, and help you up those hills. Well, I told him I hadn't been on a bike since about 1986 in Thailand. <laughs> and, uh, and so they gave me this $7,000 bike from Mach 1. And it was like, oh, my demo. God. Has a demo. It, yeah, because where, where's the insurance you, package? Yeah, they let you demo there, right? Yeah, it's like, where's the insurance? Make sure I don't, you're comfortable with the, what you're, you're going to about to buy and you're investing in, right? Yeah, so, yeah. and, and, and they, ex, they explained how to push this button to make it work. And, and so we started going up some of the hills and they realized I had no idea what I was doing. And then they had to do another teaching seminar. Once they taught me how to push this button, I was flying up those mountains and uh, or the hills. It was hilarious. And I can see why people buy those fancy bikes uh, but uh, you know, it, it, it's uh, they've got trail cameras. They've been tracking people. They're, they're, the volunteers are doing a tremendous job, and it's going to be exciting. And we were bumping into uh, people, uh, you know, that came from elsewhere to uh, to use the park and didn't even know it existed, and, and they're excited. So I think that one's going to be a real tourist draw, and we're going to have people come to Coal Lake just to use the park. And and mm-hmm. and, and what this is all about is council's vision. And to try to get stays in Coal Lake, you want people to stay in hotels or the campgrounds and and try to have a diversified uh, community where people can spend a week in Coal Lake and do and and do uh, a lot of activities. It's not just about the lake. We have amazing golf courses and then this big you know, bike park, walking at Coal Lake Provincial Park. It's pretty cool. So it's it's going to be great. Um, we've got a, well with that with it's the because uh, you just mentioned the skateboard park. Oh yeah, because it's uh, you know we've gone out there a few times and and just uh, kind of engaging with the kids of what they'd like to see, what are the challenges with regard to the existing uh, um, skate park. But uh, they love the existing skate park. Uh, I think one of the challenges is right now is just the size uh, um, with how many users and how many kids just are enjoying that uh, that infrastructure. Yeah, we've got a couple of uh, pinch points there where they're you know the young kid you know you you just go and ask them and they'll tell you right and um and so you know they're recommending us sort of build it over to the one side and so we put some uh, good money towards maybe uh, expanding this year for three hundred thousand dollars and bring back the maybe the same people that did the first one and uh, and let's expand well, I remember when they were building it we were talking about that that they couldn't believe the the location and what they could do with it. They just loved the, the site. And so the kids are using it hard. We did get a little bit of uh, vandalism, uh, you know, with the, the graffiti. Unfortunately, the Col- skate park, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, Coal Lake was hit pretty hard with the with the vandalism on the graffiti this this year. 
And uh, so we're going to expand the skateboard park. And I think that's going to be an exciting. But uh, yeah, these two, the, the bike park and the skate park is a tremendous, uh, you know, infrastructure for, you know, a wide variety of age of kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's been, you know, a thing that, uh, you know, engaging with the youth in the community. They wanted to, you know, the city, they feel the city has been doing a great job with, uh, you know, the, 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 playground structure replacements for the young kids and stuff like that they just uh, you know there's some asks that for 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 that you know for a more diverse uh, age of kids um the type of infrastructure assets that we we have for the community no it's gonna be fun uh we're gonna put some money over at the baseball diamonds we've got uh you know a little bit of site grading and leveling and all that and so that'll be a good uh landscaping uh, contractor or picnic benches in some of your major parts. that is uh yeah, yeah. I, when uh when i saw that i said you know what this is really going to be popular i mean kinsu beach can never have enough uh picnic ba- uh, picnic benches and then of course imperial park with all the ball diamonds and the soccer fields i think this is going to be really uh well received in the community and and so that'll be good, especially with you know, with COVID this year, uh, social distancing and all that. It'll yeah. be good. The intent there is, uh, you know, just a budget. These things aren't, you know, they're, they're not, not cheap. cheap eh? no. When you start looking at appurtenances like this, uh, um, anybody in the public uh, starting to would be surprised on how much these uh, these types of infrastructure costs are just like, wow. But uh, yeah, anyways, uh, you know, benches, uh, picnic tables um, in uh, in the in those major areas uh, are definitely uh, is, is going to add to the uh, add to the community so one of the more exciting things in the budget i think is the millennium trail it's finally going to get a bit of overlaid so we've been watching all the streets and coldly get overlaid, and we're watching the the millennium the poor millennium trail uh start to have some issues uh with cracking and all that so we've, we're going to put some serious money towards trails this year i mean there's there's a whack of yeah, money yeah almost a million just short of a million yeah. dollars in trails and these yeah. are these are great contracts for say small landscaping companies small paving crews uh this will be you know this is going to be really good uh work uh, it can be interesting to see how the bids come in there but uh this you know, and this million dollars uh your worship does not include the uh, trails that we're going to install by the fisher pond as well that we mentioned earlier in the uh in the podcast yeah in our budget uh for those that uh want to look you you guys have identified a whole bunch of different trails that we haven't funded yet but you can sort of get an idea that we're looking at red fox estates uh having a trail come up from there uh creekside estates uh and so you know those will be kind of the next uh the next goes where we're doing we've allocated money for english bay uh road uh we've had some issues there on the road uh and and lake avenue trail so where that's going to be the first area that we're going to try to address and then and then repave uh uh millennium trail and yeah, then parts over of it, yeah. at, over at a cold voyager area we've got a little bit of an issue there yeah, connect them up yeah, yeah. so yeah. It, it's good i mean and it'll grow and right and so uh pretty exciting um on the trails and, and and hopefully that'll be uh, happening all this summer. You know, we talked about Lakeshore development on the, and the Lineo Parkway and you talked about how it's going to, you know, the same designer that we had for Canusa Beach. Um, but uh, in the budget, uh, of course, it's already been funded. Just shy of a million dollars is to try to do as much as we can for the next phase of the uh, Canusa Beach as well. One of the areas that um, is always interesting is the treat area down at the Kinisu Beach. And so uh, the contractor did an amazing job over at Deary Park. And uh, 
and cleaned up all of those fire hazards that we had on the on the on the ground in there and, and that cleaned it that all up and all of a sudden it looks just like amazing right and so of course uh, i presume that uh, we'll come in and try to do the same thing in yep. the kinesu beach area you, what you want to do is there's a lot of ground cover in there and if we ever had a fire in there um, with all the houses so close by uh, that is a major issue so we we did learn many years ago that uh, the forest in there is is it's reached its its age it's it's very mm-hmm. an old forest but uh, we're going to come in there with a little bit of money and just just clean it up a little bit better right that's right. That's right. And, and so, um, we're one of the things that's kind of neat in the budget is we're we're going to do some marketing and development project. You know, uh, Coal Lake Lifestyles Marketing, and I think that's going to be pretty pretty neat to see how that comes out. Because I I think uh, advertising and, and talking about our community, like how many people know uh, 24 percent of our population is fourteen and under, or only six percent of our population are seniors. But you know, the lifestyle out here. If you want to come here, I always hear from people um, that that get posted into Coal Lake. You know, they didn't know much about Coal Lake, but man, they don't want to leave. Yeah, we've and done a lot of marketing, uh, you know, there's uh, on our uh, website and our social media sites, you see the the videos that we've done in the past. I think there's some great marketing material that's out there. We need to refresh and uh, actually it's going to be a partnership project with uh, the industry. Um, they're wanting to be involved as, as marketing materials for their uh, for their employees and attraction for the, uh, for the workforce that is uh, here in Cold Lake as well for all the different uh, um, employers that are here. Big and small. Good. No, that'd be good. Um, so here's an interesting one. The downtown public washroom. Mm-hmm. So a lot of communities are faced with this. I certainly see it in Edmonton. And so this one is a pretty fancy washroom. Uh, well, it depends on what we, the final delivery on this one is uh, is not uh, been established, but council has given a little bit of a budget to start looking at um, a downtown uh, public washroom of some sort. And the biggest question that council or the approach council would like us uh, administration thus far to look at is uh, is something that's automated that can clean itself. And there is units that is, they are pricey um, that, you know, after a user goes in there and they come out, the, the, there's, there's systems that are out there will actually spray itself down and disinfect itself and clean and go down into a drain, all one unit, clean and then uh, and then it, uh, the next user can go in. Um, we're going to look at those types of pieces and uh, we're going to look at a place downtown to see if, uh, where we can put it and uh, for, 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 for public use. Right now, that'll be pretty cool. I mean, I, it's, it's, uh, we need it because we're, what the business community tell us is that a lot of people come and just use their washrooms and leave and never support the business. That's right. That's right. So this will be good, especially on the big parades that we've done downtown. Uh, we, we do have this issue. So we'll look at the location. I know location has been selected, but uh, it could help, uh, you know, in some of the cases uh, downtown with some of the issues that we, we were faced with for the business community. And, yeah. Uh, for- Forty forty one million dollar basically budget is uh, is uh, what is there. Uh, um, that's uh, you know the discussion here that we've had as 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 uh, the public doesn't know is you can download this, but uh, we haven't covered everything even in our conversation. The list is even it's not as uh, longer than what we we're just having this dialogue on this. Uh, um, on this podcast now. And then, uh, of course, uh, through the year, as we implement uh, subject to the uh, actual budget allocation and revenues, um, things do change. And uh, so you can keep up to date on the actual capital budget uh, if there's any amendments through the council agenda websites and uh, and we post the capital budget right online. So, um, But uh, our intent here, as you can see, this is uh, there's a lot of work here and a lot of suppliers locally that can, you know, when you look at fleet, you know, you got trucks, you got uh, 
Um, I think it's nine times out of 10 locally, all these vehicles are coming out of local uh, venues uh, and businesses. And, uh, but uh, I think uh, it has, it touches a lot of disciplines oh, and yeah. a lot of functional areas for being able to have local uh, suppliers and builders and contractors to be able to um, help them with this, uh, help them in the, uh, in this uh, time of uh, this COVID pandemic and the economy. No, it's uh, it's pretty impressive. I know in the total budget, uh, in the matrix that you had, you, you allocated about eighty-seven million. We we and we're going to fund about forty point nine. We know that our our outstanding infrastructure deficit's probably north of four hundred million now. But but you know it gives us a, a good chunk. This is like I said at the beginning of the show. I think one of the most exciting capital uh, budgets. Um, you know, so I'm looking forward to. Uh, all of the activity and uh, and uh, especially trying to keep some uh, businesses afloat. I think, uh, you know, hopefully some uh, local guys can uh, bid on all this work and win it. And uh, you never know, there might be some entrepreneurs that are thinking about uh, starting up their new businesses and, and, and maybe look at the budgets. Hey, you know what? I want to get into this. So it's uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. A uh, shout out to the staff. You guys did an amazing job. You make our life easy on council. And it's actually a lot of fun. I, I, I couldn't, when we're going through the list, I think, Counselors were just like overwhelmed by the the volume of projects, and it was um, it was interesting. There was um, everybody just kept going. Yep, yep, that that makes sense. We didn't move a lot of horse trading, if any. But there's a few. Yeah, a little bit, but yeah, uh, yeah. Um, no, 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 yeah, yeah, fully no, supported on council and uh, and and shout out to them. I mean, they did a great job. The reason why I say that, your worship, a lot of this is already, like you said, you mentioned that there's the list here was 87 million, yeah. but the big list, as you know, your multi year capital plan, which looks out 10, 20 years, um, is more that the 400 million dollar component. So these projects, uh, most of them. Um, are listed in the multi-year capital. So it's a matter for administration just trying to understand priority. Already council has signaled previous years uh, in the uh, capital budget what are priorities. So uh, remember, when we come to council uh, and stressing to the public, we're not guessing what council's priorities are or what they're... These are already things that are either in plans or in place or have been in conversations with, deliberated in council chambers. And, and and are placed in the ten, uh, multi-year capital budget. And as as we populate the the current year budget, we usually add a little more than what's what's in that year, just so maybe council had had that conversation um, throughout the year to make sure at least it's signaled that uh, you mentioned it or council mentioned it in the budget uh, throughout the year. Maybe it's not funded, but at least it's in the, still in the multi-year listed. Uh, so that way, uh, future councils can have a look at it and signal to administration uh, what uh, where should the priorities be for the community for infrastructure spend. Right on. Good job. Well, that was a long show. And if everybody's still with us, uh, we appreciate your support uh, through listening to this. It is an exciting topic. We knew this show would go, uh, this podcast would go a little bit long. So hopefully we put your children to bed uh, if you're traveling on the road. And we've heard we're pretty good at that. And uh, I'm listening to our voices. <laughs> but uh, any interest, some of the adults, but the kids just yeah, kinda, yeah, yeah, tune yeah. them right out. But yeah, uh, yeah. that one person said that um, our podcast put their kids to bed. That's yeah, what we're saying. Anybody has any questions to address the uh, uh, future podcasts? Uh, we in, uh, encourage people to uh, to email to the city at uh, coldlake.com. Um, and and I, my ask would be just to uh, you know in the subject title say podcast question and and uh, you know we'll we'll address those questions uh, or know, future we, shows. Maybe the intent of these uh, yeah these intents of these uh, podcasts we do uh, speak. Uh, um, casually, 
um, and uh, from a, and a concept point of view, it might uh, to try to get down and, and, and talk about the issues. And you can see uh, um, how we do that. I think uh, we've been very successful in, in having these conversations. And uh, um, yeah, if there's questions, we're there to try to facilitate the, uh, the answers to them to the public. So on behalf of council, uh, we're not too sure if we're going to do another show before Christmas, but I just want to wish everybody uh, from uh, City Coal Lake and, and council uh, a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and have a great Christmas.